Thank you so much to our new patrons, Emma Schmidt, Kobe, Clarissa Powell, Josh, Jana Vec, Kira Hamilton, and Michael Schultz. Folks, you are the cheese and the crust of our stuffed crust pizza. Mm. <laughs> if you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill and gain access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, and monthly giveaways, please click on the link in the description for this episode. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, a new report from Variety claims that Swedish media company Embracer Group purchased the rights to The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit for $395 million. This purchase includes the rights to not only film and movie adaptations, but video games, stage play, board game, and other merchandise as well. This amount is relatively low in contrast to other acquisitions over the past decade, including Amazon's $250 million bid for Middle Earth related rights exclusive to television, Disney's purchase of Lucasfilm for $4.05 billion, and Microsoft's oh. recent grab of Zenimax Media, the parent company of Bethesda Game Studios, for $7.5 billion. So, yeah, uh, $395 million for all of it? Like, all of it? That's weird. Like, I. <sighs> I don't I've read that and I was just like, wait, that seems I mean, obviously, three hundred ninety five million dollars is an obscene amount obscene. of money. It's like a, what was the company that purchased it again? Embracer Group. They're I've a, never even heard of them. They must be like a um, holding company. Well, like if you're listening right now, I mean, like you you probably when I started reading that, you were probably like, this is old news. Like we already knew Embracer Group was doing all this Lord of the Rings stuff. But and that's true. But we only just found out how much they had actually purchased the rights for. And it was. 395 million like amazon purchased like some stuff <laughs> only exclusively for television for 250 million like 395 million is like not really that much considering the size of this intellectual property like this is yeah and like massive. star wars with a b, -b, -b, -b in yeah, front four, of it with four, a well, billion uh, disney purchased lucasfilm that's like a little bit different um because like lucasfilm is star wars but i think that also includes it's like a if I'm, production if I'm wrong, company. If I, yeah, if, if I'm not wrong, I think that includes uh, Indiana Jones as well. I, I think I'm right oh, about that. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, Lucasfilm I think you is are correct. more than just Star Wars. But I mean, $4.05 billion. And I'm not saying that Lord of the Rings is bigger than Star Wars, right. but it's at least comparable it's, to Star Wars. It's comparable Wars. with Bethesda, that's for sure. And that yeah. had to be in the front too, right? Yeah, I mean, I threw in the video game thing because... Oh, I like um, that. Give us reference. Video games are like a whole different animal. You know what I mean? But Lord of the Rings included it, video game. Yeah, I know. It's so it's so interesting. Like, so here's my thought process behind mm -hmm. this and why I think this is significant. Because like I've said multiple, multiple times, I'm not an expert in the film or television industry. But I think this might be kind of a good sign for fans because, and just go with me on this, but maybe since the initial investment wasn't really, really high, whoever's doing all this might be willing to take a few more risks and try and not try so hard to appeal to the largest possible majority and make it like this kind of like tepid vanilla thing that'll kind of appeal to everybody. Like maybe because they didn't, I mean, and I keep saying small investment is not like I, <laughs> it's like silly to be like, get them this tiny little investment of like almost a half billion dollars, but, but like still. compared to other intellectual properties, it's just a, it's a very, 
it's not like shocking but it's definitely i was just my eyebrows raised for sure i was like wow i thought that would at least be up in the billions for considering how recognizable that ip is you know there's so much brand loyalty one of the most telling comparisons that you gave which was i'm glad you gave it was the prime videos acquisition of just a small little sliver of it that didn't even include to like the silmarillion or the unfinished tales or like anything in the second age and they paid 250 million to be totally fair i'm pretty sure that this acquisition does not include the silmarillion or unfinished tales i think it's just lord of the rings and the hobbit okay but i mean that's the it's still yeah, canon. That's the thing yeah that's <laughs> yeah. the thing um and i think with um with amazon i think it was the appendices to return of the king is what they had most of. I could be a little bit wrong about that, but uh, I know that uh, Amazon did not have, like they had to omit stuff when they made the show um, that was in the Silmarillion. They had to like kind of weave around it and like specifically not say certain words that were yeah. in the Silmarillion, which is just weird and I don't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, like weird. copyright and like uh, like IP rights and laws, like such an odd beast, you know, that's like, yeah, I guess it's I been know. I guess it's been like kind of a rocky road for Lord of the Rings rights for a while because I think uh J.R.R. Tolkien sold them off for in some deal for like $250,000 like before he died. Wow. I mean, adjusted for inflation, it's still a decent chunk, but it's not that much. And no. um so it's been kind of like floating around. It was like bought and then sold and bought and sold and and I know that whoever was holding it, it might have been Embracer, but it could have been something else uh like Peter Jackson had to like you know get the rights to ask them if it was okay or whatever and then you got like christopher tolkien who's like thrown in with everything as well uh right like this yeah so it's been really He's messy like, right weird twitter posts about how he's like it's disrespecting my father's memory and then yeah. like super help on every project though yeah, it's not like with it's not like with harry potter who is it's like it's it's jk rowling's thing you know what i mean right and like and obviously you know all those kinds of acquisitions are complicated and stuff but there's you know it's like she's like right there you know you call her right like well i can't but i don't really want to but it's i mean <laughs> you know i kind of like oh i do and now i kind of like the idea of a i'm pretty sure the embracer group which is why if you've like never heard of them i didn't either until i looked into them and i'm pretty sure that they're what's called like a holding company right which is a company that purchases other companies basically which is cool because they're buying it for the sole purpose of kind of loaning that material out right like they're not the yeah, people who are actually be doing stuff. things with it while yeah. i hope they don't take the direction of kind of like just throwing it out anyone who's willing to pay them a buck hopefully they have a little bit more and like wisdom with their who they let it go to but it's a pretty i think they want to protect the sacredness of it but i think that that will probably end Maybe. the end result <laughs> yeah hopefully the end result will probably equal will lead to like more people getting access to it and we have more content like i just like with one google search i've learned that uh we've got warner bros and uh, new line cinnamon who have a multi-year agreement with embracer group already cinema new, did i say <laughs> cinnamon brain, <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> my roommate just offered me like half of a cinnabon so i'm sure that's why it's in my head so. <laughs> but yeah so we've got multiple movies with like different companies in uh the works already we've got four different games that are planned and they're trying to like get this stuff made so that's kind of cool i think you know more content about a thing that we love just please make it good <laughs> I'm, yeah i'm kind of on the fence about it i mean we'll see what we see obviously i'm not going to make too many like grand predictions or anything but I, it would it would bum me out to see uh lord of the rings and just middle earth in general kind of become i know this sounds 
grumpy, but like if it becomes like Marvel or Star Wars, like, it's just yeah. gonna kind of bum me out. And it's already kind of close to it. It's close. And it's, it's it, and I think that with this acquisition, like the for the the couple articles that I read, it definitely seemed like there's a lot of longevity kind of planned for all of this. Like I think that's cool. I th- for a lot of different reasons, and I think it's kind of like sketchy for a lot of different reasons too. Because yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of junk that gets made uh, in the attempt to make some really good stuff. Right. And I don't know. Like I hope yeah, they stay no. true to the core and remember that like the reason why this IP is so successful is because it, the content that has won't. been made about it is top notch. <laughs> I know, but they like probably, so I'm we have to stay optimistic. I know. Just remember House of the Dragon. Right, what a success that was, and how awesome! Think about like the Infinity Saga in Marvel, you know? Yeah, the, the, the pretty good. The, the new Spider-Man movies, uh, they're like there's a Into lot of really solid stuff. I still haven't seen that new Dude, one. I haven't seen the new one, but the yeah. the first one was my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it's, I oh, love it's it. Easily, there's an upcoming Lord of the Rings animated movie already in the works called The War of the Rohirrim that I'm hoping is good. I don't know how I feel about the animated. Oh, Miranda Otto's in it. Whoa. Oh, uh, the the woman that plays Eowyn. Oh, okay. In Interesting. So, like, if what they, they make doing? good content, what are they it will be doing? Awesome. Like, uh, this is because I've heard like rumblings that like Peter Jackson is involved and stuff, and now look at like we got Miranda Otto back in into the mix, and like, wait, what the what is going if on? If we can right get now? the people who love Lord of the Rings to be some of the driving people who are making the content, which is nice because those same people have thank god made a lot of money off of this title in the past so hopefully they can use some of that money to buy the rights and do it again yeah uh, please we'll please see. please we'll see everybody don't, i know you're yeah, listening like, peter don't... get involved no, yeah come on peter <laughs> all the way over in new zealand we've got a few listeners from new zealand and i'm sure peter jackson is one of them so uh thank you for listening peter jackson yeah we really and... appreciate it <laughs> don't fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, before uh, I find out what you're doing this week, because I I'm, haven't feel like I haven't talked to you in a few days, I have another little bit of news that I wanted to share with you that is very relevant to Book Reviews Kill, because we just finished The Expanse, and YouTube informed me, by way of a super awesome trailer, that uh, there's an Expanse video game coming out, the, I think, later this year. I don't know that at all, actually. I shouldn't even say the date. I have no idea when it's coming out, but I, it wasn't so far in the future that i was like oh whatever it was like cool and the uh trailer was rad oh this is this is telltale yeah oh i thought they like went out of business what the heck like it it looks really focused on the story which is yeah the expanse you know is a story driven thing and it just looked very engaging it looks like what i want out of a video game in that sort of like i don't know if there's anyone who could do a good job i thought it might be them no, Telltale is great. They did uh, like The Wolf Among Us, and um, they did some Batman stuff, and uh, I think like Tales of Monkey Island and stuff like that. Yeah, like they've they've um they've got like a pretty decent track record with putting out like really story focused video games. Um, I'm interested in this. This looks pretty cool. I had no idea this was even happening. This is interesting. Yeah. So um, Telltale had some trouble right around like 2018, but they uh, I remember that. they decided yeah. to come back with uh, like they delayed The Wolf Among Us 2, I believe. Um, and they did the Walking Dead video game too, which I never played, but I heard it was pretty good. And then the Batman games are really so, great. Okay. So it says experience the exciting universe of the expanse like never before and telltale's latest adventure the expanse i know this sounds like an ad read we're not getting paid with this sorry i just sound like i'm reading an ad uh you, <laughs> follow, you are <laughs> follow i guess so yeah follow kara gee who that is the person that plays kamina drummer 
and explore the dangerous and uncharted edges of the belt aboard the Artemis. Uh, so this is like a Kamina drummer thing. Interesting. Interesting. She is definitely one of the cooler characters. She was. In the, at least in the sloggy bits in the, <laughs> sure. what I, that I would call the sloggy bits of the series. Yeah, Kamina drummer is a high point. Um, damn. Yeah, cool. That's really neat. I'm going to get that yeah. as soon as it comes out. I couldn't. 40 put... bucks. Mm. Wow. Uh, what, does it have a release date anywhere that you're looking at? July 27th. That's coming out wow. soon. Oh, I this, not know wow. about this. I don't know. Like I just saw it on YouTube and I remember being excited how soon it was. I couldn't remember the exact date though. And yeah, it just awesome. looked really fun and super like high adventure and story and mm-hmm. based. I just, I love the sort of games. Oh yeah. That's really, yeah, that's great news. That's cooler than the, what I said about how much money some company <laughs> spent on something. We had a good conversation about that. I hope it's not fully linear, but I hope it's not fully open world either, if that makes sense. I want like a little bit of freedom, but not like, not I don't want a whole world. space. To, to Have you ever played a Telltale game before? Yeah, some Batmans. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's not like, you don't have like a ton of autonomy. No. It's like trying to tell you this story. It's called Telltale. You know? That makes sense. I've literally never put those pieces together before. <laughs> you know what the telltales are on a sailboat? No. There's uh, these three little slaps of cloth that hang out at the bottom, middle, and top of a sail. They flap. There's like a little string, basically, and then they flutter in the wind. And when they're perfectly out straight, you can tell that you've caught the wind and your sail is full and uh, you're fully powered up. I mean, that might be what they base the name on. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it helps yeah. you to tell which direction you're going, it's, whether or not you got the power. Yeah, it is yeah. poetic. I like that. Well, tell me about your week, man. I miss you. I haven't talked to you in a few days. Yeah, it's because I've been reading so much this yeah. week. I don't know what was going on with me this week, but I read a ton of stuff. Uh, if you follow yeah. me on TikTok or Instagram or both, you might have noticed I haven't posted a whole lot in the last few days. I was taking a bit of a content break. I kind of take those every month and a half, two months. I just kind of don't post anything for like four or five days. Um, but I have definitely sat down and busted out a whole bunch of stuff. So first off, uh, I finished The Toll, nice. which is book three in Ark of the Scythe. I thought it was all right. Um, I think, yeah, we'll have an episode out soon for everyone, which will close out our reading of Ark of the Scythe. But uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I have thoughts, lots and lots of thoughts. Um, it was my least favorite of the trilogy, but it wasn't quite as terrible as some of the comments on some of my posts led me to believe. So that's cool. It was definitely, I mean, Neil Schusterman is a great writer. Like it's, there are some gem like chapters in there. And um, I think I just, I kind of align with a lot of the sentiment from some other people, like some comments I've seen from other people that is just kind of like, it feels a little bit like Schuster, like the, like the story kind of got away from him yes, a little bit. And without spoiling anything, it's just like, it's a cool conclusion, but like, we need to talk about it. It's not and, fully and I, satisfying. It's kind of like, okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. like you could do that. Sure. But I also sure. feel like you're kind of like abandoning a like half and just being yeah. like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it yeah. for sure. I'm and really if, excited if, to talk to you about it. If anything, it'll generate a really good conversation. I mean, I hope so. I hope it's not just us being like what happened. Yeah. Uh, we'll see on the next episode. Um so for my indie book of the week, I finished a novella called Succulence and Spells by Andy Christopher Buchanan. I found it on Kindle Unlimited. Uh it, I think it was on Kindle Unlimited. It might have been like a dollar or something. Uh but it was a really adorable cozy fantasy about a witch who works as a barista and lives in a flat 
in New Zealand in Wellington, I believe, with a monster named Alfred. Uh, she meets a PhD student named Marigold who wants to study the monster, and chaos kind of ensues, but it's mostly just a cute, whimsical story. I liked it a lot. There's some queer rep in there. There's some autistic representation, which you don't no. see very often, honestly. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Was he a was is it garden based? Is like a is it, is it like a horticulturist sort of thing? The the monster is the monster is only uh mentioned, never really oh, okay. shown. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool, actually. It was kind of a nice touch. There are mo other monsters in it, uh, but it was only like 100 pages. Because I'm assuming succulents. It's like a plant thing, yeah, right? Um, so there's there's a reason that it's called that, and you kind of find it out in the book. But uh, I had never heard of it before. I just kind of stumbled across it on Kindle, and I was kind of looking around at different like cozy fantasy type stuff that had been independently published and yeah it's just it's awesome cool yeah there's five books um i don't know if i'm gonna keep read all five of them i don't know i'm just kind of like looking around at different indie stuff and trying to promote it um but yeah i'll probably make a video about that pretty soon um, so if you're looking for something you know cozy and very low stakes yeah succulents and spells is pretty solid i think it's a i wonder if it was written before or after legends and lattes i was just gonna say it sounds very I think of some other cozy fantasy has done like that kind of convention though. So I don't know if maybe like Travis Baldry had kind of like seen that convention and then I don't know. I don't know how the timeline is, but yeah, if you're looking for cozy stuff, okay. that's one of them. I also finished Vinland Saga, or at least I finished volume 13 and I'm caught up to chapter 191. I think there's still a few chapters floating around out there, but I honestly don't know where to find them. I just want to wait for the next big volume to come out it was fantastic oh my god i got super emotional at the last part that i read because it was Aww. this arc that had been it, it it was like this whole thing that i had been wondering about for like six volumes you know with a pretty important character that i didn't see a lot of but it was very important to the main character thorfinn if you've read chapter 191 then you know what i'm talking about but Man, it just got me right where I live. And uh, then I closed it and I was done. And I was just like, damn, I want to read all of this all over again. Uh, Vinland Saga is officially, I think it's my favorite manga really? I've ever read. Uh, and it, it just barely squeezes past Berserk. I mean, Berserk, is, they're like neck and neck. But I just there's something about Vinland Saga that it's just got this wholesome edge to it. And I feel like I... <sighs> Like, I just like the characters a little bit more. I did a whole video on TikTok where I was like, which one of these is better, you know? And it's just kind of a silly conversation, honestly, because they're just really different. I mean, Villain Saga is really violent, too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like a wholesome... It's not succulents and spells, you know? it's There's a lot going on, and the art can get a little intense sometimes, especially when Thorfinn is having dreams. Um, but... I really liked Vinland Saga. So if you're looking for something that you can really sink your teeth into that has a lot of chapters, a lot of volumes, it's not really a lot of mythology. It's it's like Norse history, mm. you know? It's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad that I'm done with it. I was Because I, I, I had been putting off the last couple of them because I knew I was going to feel the way I feel, and I felt the way I felt, and I knew it was going to happen. So, I mean, that's a, that's the sign of a good book, right? Is one that you're like, totally. end, and you're like, I want to go immediately back to the beginning and read it again. I think I'm just going to watch the show. Like it's up into the second season now. And I really, I like the animation style a lot and I know what's going on. So I think I might have a little more patience for it than you did. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't not like it. Um, I just got, I mean, I don't know. I went through like a really big TV phase, like a couple months ago and I was like, I'm going to watch it. And it was like right at the end of my TV phase that I watched like the first episode. And then I've just been like booking and audio booking yeah. since then. I haven't watched an episode of TV in like two months. <laughs> like I'm just so phasey, you yeah. know, No, we're, we're, we're booking, booking hard. hard. No, we're reading a lot of stuff. Uh, I finished another goosebumps book called deep trouble and uh it, it was easily uh the oh, worst wow. one i've read so far it, it sucked it was a total stinker goosebumps oh. book uh, not even remotely creepy i don't know uh, some of them are kind of duds obviously but uh, i'm kind of backed up on my goosebumps posts so look out for a few of those this week uh i'm reading the girl who cried monster right now and that's uh, pretty pretty cool do you read them in one setting i'm glad uh, i have before um but i typically just read them I like reading those. I'm like falling asleep okay. or whatever. It's because like, I mean, they're, they're like kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they're not like riveting books, but it's, it's, and they, they seem to be following a sort of trend, you know, and I think I might've mentioned this in episodes past, but there's always like, it's <laughs> the bulk of them that I've read so far. It's definitely like, ah, like I'm 12 years old and I have straight black hair and green eyes and I hate my sister. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Nobody takes me seriously. But today I saw this crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and it, so like, I'm, I'm very much generalizing here. Like, I mean, um, but it's just, I think R.L. Stein like really taps in to like, if you had siblings growing up, he really taps in to how it feels to have a sibling or multiple of them just be constantly annoyed yeah. by them and constantly embarrassed by them and I, that's just like one of the things that i feel like he represents really he did a well. good job tapping into um, the best I, friend like juice when i on the vampire one that i read yeah, too yep yeah, there's yeah that's a thing too for sure i think um he just has a, a good head for that kind of like like that kind of just like preteen space where it's like you're not really like old enough to be taken seriously by most people you'd want to be taken seriously by, but you're also like not really young enough to want to hang out with anybody that you don't take seriously. So you're just like in this weird spot where like everyone cost constantly thinks you're lying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no matter what, I just remember that from being 12, 13 ish. I'd, I'd have like some idea or I'd come to my parents with something and say, Hey, like, I think this, and they were just kind of like, eh, I mean, what? you talk so much, man. Like, I don't know <laughs> between you and your brother and your sisters. We're so sick of you. Like we'll, we'll keep feeding you. <laughs> <laughs> we're so sick of you. Dude, that's why I feel like, man, if I'm going to be a parent, I'm definitely going to try to have multiples because they got to tell that stuff to their, their brothers and sisters, you know? So that way I feel like it's really like a helps pad. Yeah, but then they end up like going into some vacant house and unearthing like a, a magic camera that like predicts yeah, the future yeah, yeah. and shit. So careful, careful, you know, you Basements, gotta watch abandoned out. Abandoned houses, um, things to avoid. I also finished uh, Among Thieves by MJ Kuhn. And I had MJ Kuhn on for an interview this morning. And it was an oh, awesome wow. conversation. She is she is great. I'm really excited to put it up for all of you to, to listen to. Among Thieves is a heist novel with a multi POV cast. And uh, at first I was like, oh, another heist novel. Here we go. Uh, Do you think there's like too many of them? From a, I don't know. I was kind of like, I read yeah. a lot of heists, you know, like and I've watched a lot of heists and stuff um but this is kind of a cool angle that she wrote it from uh and i like the interchange as the plot developed quite a bit it's just a great debut from nj kuhn and the sequel comes out in like a month so we're all happy as hell for her over here in book reviews kill land she was a delight to talk to and uh, yeah i mean if you're looking for like a good like 330 340 page 
multi POV, like high fantasy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to Six of Crows. It's definitely comparable to that. I've heard it compared to Throne of Glass, but I haven't Throne of Glass yet. And um, there was no romance in it. There was it was like a dusting, mm. a sprinkling of romance. Um, so I wouldn't personally. Like, I'm sure it's not that comparable to Throne of Glass, but I did see a lot of like Six of Crows type comparisons. Obviously, there's the heist aspect of it, um, but it's very like dark, gritty, cool world. Um, so, yeah, I had a good time with it. And obviously, uh, talking to MJ Kuhn was awesome today. So we'll have that episode out for you very soon. Um, we got to get more interviews going. We've been kind of slacking on the interview. We have, train. yeah. I literally made a list of people that I'm planning on reaching out to. Um, probably not tonight because I'll be editing, but at uh, some point in the next few days, because uh, I want, I feel the same. Also finished. <laughs> oh my god, I'm reading so much. I also finished The Housemaid by Frida McFadden. Okay, so I haven't slept. I took a nap today, like about an hour long nap. I haven't slept in like. If you if you take away the nap. I haven't slept in like 40 Oof. hours as of as a me you recording right wildly now. Cogent. Because what happened? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, and I did an interview today wow. and stuff too. Wow. I was on it. But yeah, when you're listening to this interview with me and MJ Kuhn, remember I was up all night reading this book <laughs> and I literally didn't sleep, so I had a lot of coffee. Uh, but I finished this book called The Housemaid, and it's a psychological thriller by Frieda McFadden. So what happened was I was hanging out, doing some reading and stuff doing my thing. And then I sat and I did some revisions on my book and I was writing and I did that for about two hours. And then it was about one thirty, two in the morning. This is usually about the time I go to sleep. I like grabbed my Kindle and I nestled into bed and I <laughs> clicked on the little storefront page. because so I was just like, yeah, what's on the old, the old Kindle unlimited. Oh, like, no. I'm not, I'm not reading 40, enough books right books now. Just uh, hit you in the face. <laughs> so yeah, I know. So I, 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 well, what I did was I typed in Kindle unlimited into the search bar and then the top like red books on Kindle unlimited popped up on my Kindle. And I saw this book, the housemaid. And I was like, I keep seeing this everywhere. Like everybody keeps talking about this. So screw it. Like it's, it's, I'm not going to read the entire thing, whatever. I'll just check it out. And so I click on it download it because i've got kindle unlimited and then like as soon as it starts i was like ah damn it <laughs> like as we keep reading i'm just like oh no oh, oh no. no i'm not gonna be able to fall asleep i have to know what happens i have to know what happens and it, it was just one of those books where like i like i know it's so cliche but i just like i literally couldn't put it down i just i i thought about going to sleep and I was just like, I have to know what's going on here. And then once it started unraveling, I mean, it, was, it was a little on the predictable side. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, there was some there was some stuff where I was like, oh, no way, you know, because it's only like three characters in the entire book. So <laughs> I'm not trying to spoil anything, but it's definitely like there's like a reveal and you're like, really? Who would have thought? But um, I, I loved it. It was very fast paced. Uh, I think I read 340 pages in like four hours or something like that wow um i just blew through it uh but then i didn't i mean the sun was up it was 6 37 in the morning and i was like pretty tired but i also had to do an interview in a Oof. few hours and so i just kept reading um the wisdom of crowds which is uh the third book in the age of madness trilogy and i'm almost done with it i've got like 100 pages left well, like 150 i have mixed feelings on it like i like really book one book and two. i really like book two and then like this one, I'm not, I don't hate it. 
definitely feels like kind of a giant deep deep breath before a plunge though like i'm welcome to joe abercrombie nine parts yeah like i'm kind of waiting for like this what's going on here man because like this has been like a lot of things have happened and it's some of it's very gruesome and dark like there's a lot of weight but it's dark yes it's very dark and it's there's a lot of weight behind what's happening and like allegiances are just all over the place and there's all all this but it's like a lot of a lot of talking in the agriot okay. you know what i mean like it's just yeah I know like, I'm, I'm like I'm like 350 pages in and it's just like what are you doing joe like we're at the end of this trilogy but yeah we'll see we'll see what abercrombie's got up his sleeve I, I mean a lot of people said the third one was their favorite so i don't know it's not my favorite so far but i'll update you next week with my thoughts on how the trilogy ended uh also i started red rising because we're reading yeah, we red are. rising I'm listening to the audiobook read by none other than Tim Gerard Reynolds. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's Red Rising. I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't read it, you should read it. You should read Red Rising. Read it with us. We'll be discussing each book uh, with their own special episodes each. I don't know. It's going to be just... an effortless and fantastic <laughs> ride. It's so good. Yeah, it's so fantastic. Yeah, I think we're going to be able to blow through oh, yeah. it pretty quickly. And they're a little long, but uh, and then also I started Malice by john gwynn i got a few chapters into that i just started it yesterday i'm into it i think this yeah. is going to be cool a lot, lot of world, world building. building i was like i was like whoa okay huge I strap in here like wow yeah they're pretty big they're each like yeah. six or seven hundred pages he's got to build his house on we stone we should be able to yeah i think we should be able to do one episode per book but i think them um, it might take us a little bit everybody like i think we got a these episodes will be pretty hefty and that might be up to like an hour and a half yeah. two hours each and um we got to get our notes together for all of it and just really take our time with this series because i want to do it right i don't want to just like blow through faithful and the fallen like i want to give it the attention yeah, no, i don't want to skip skip over the top of it i want to dig into it a little bit you know yeah it's very good i like his writing yeah. a lot like nothing's sticking out at me but really um it's not I, i'm because I'm, I'm finishing up an abercrombie series right now so it's like it's very, it, it feels a little workmanlike right now, you know, his prose and um, just kind of names for stuff and everything. It's just kind of like, mean, he's right, just like, right. like I see. putting the work in to like lay down the stuff. It's not like story weaving. It's just like, here's my world. Is that what you mean by workman? No, I mean like just like his line to line okay. prose, you know, like his dialogue and stuff like that. Um, like it's not, it's not like sure, wowing sure. me or anything like, but it's, I mean, it's good. Like it's definitely, it's mm-hmm. working. But like, I think I'm just in a Abercrombie phase right yeah. now where like every sentence is like dripping with fucking tar you know and just, just tar so is greasy, the right and awesome. liquid yes yeah, it's really cool uh but yeah that that is my big giant rant about what i'm reading this wow. week and um it's a lot it's a lot of stuff yeah i crammed a lot of things in and i'm still reading a lot of different stuff um i, I was thinking about starting to read he who fights with monsters <sighs> um but i think i need to kind yeah, of just so like many other books right now I need to finish some stuff up, I, but I do want to, I think I want to take a crack at it. Those books They're are really, really long, long, but the audiobooks but are like, really good. They're very good. Well, see, I did a, I did an ad for Podium Audio um, where I like showed off some, um, I did like, it was like wandering in something online and he who fights with monsters. The way that I kind of like skewed the ad, I was, I was kind of like, hey, like if you're like me, you never read any of this stuff, like here's Podium's website and they've got the lock on all this kind of stuff i really do want to read it like i wasn't just making an ad and saying oh herder like i'm totally gonna read this stuff like no i really do want to i might read wandering in instead 
of he who fights with monsters is because like he who fights with monsters is really long like each of the they're like 700 yes. pages and there's each. many like, of that's them. a lot and so i feel like wandering in maybe i'll be able to like just get a little bit more of a taste of it by reading it's like a few hundred pages and then kind of report back you know yeah well, well i would love to i'm i'm kind of planning on expanding my lit rpg um sphere by hitting up a bunch more so i would love for you to read i would, I would love for you to read hugh fights monsters i don't want to talk to you about it but i would love for you to read a, an adjacent yeah. one to that so you can I've tell me like Dungeon which one i should read next. Really that's good. a great name the, i've heard that's like a, one of the best ones sufficiently advanced magic uh, i've heard arcane ascension. yeah yeah i think the series is called arcane ascension i think uh, apparently that one's really good i've heard really mixed things about the land some people say it's like the best one and other people are like don't even touch it don't read it it's wow. terrible and i've seen i've seen like a weird and i don't mean this could just be me but i've seen like more of a desktop around that specific series than anything else lit rpg seems to be pretty well accepted except for the land for some reason that might just be my experience reading stuff on the internet and when i wake up in the morning and don't even know what's going on so um, that could be or me, like but, this morning that yeah, you just didn't RPG, wake up you were already awake right yeah, yeah it yep, could have been I that in a, i have been in a weird yeah i'm in a fugue state right now so yeah i want to be done talking actually because i'm tired so go ahead okay feed me what did you do this week all right well i also had a pretty heavy week i don't know if i'm going to be able to top yours so i'm glad we're not in competition here but i'm going to rise as the hero of my abercrombie man i crushed the shattered sea i finished it two did days you finish ago it? yeah Whoa. yeah oh my god dude i just got them somebody bought me the um oh. the, the do you want to see them the yeah British i do copies? please show them to me They're yeah yeah yeah. So cool. i uh, really like these okay show me i want to see them first before i bloviate for a gush before you bloviate. yeah it's been ah, my new word what? i've used it so way too much so uh my friend melanie thank you melanie bought me the uk covers oh look at how awesome those, those are look. cool like yeah they look way what? cooler than the american those are versions. awesome the american versions are yeah i just dorky. read them on the kindle uh i want the hard copies i want like i want all robin hobb books i want all of the few fights with monsters and i want all of joe abercrombie's books and i own most of the robin hobbs and i own like six joe abercrombie's but i don't have the shattered seas and i have no physical copies of few fights with monsters so yeah tell me what you thought about shattered sea because i've only okay. read the first one and you, you i think that's the fastest you've ever I think read a so trilogy too. i don't know how it. big they are but i my god rushed them they're pretty are they? big i mean they're not small i mean fuck i mean like Half a war. The third one is 485 Man, pages. I, I read mean, each one in like two days. It was just like, damn. okay, they were so simple. Like, they're not simple. That's that's the wrong word for it. Joe Abercrombie, you think of this like huge world. And these books were delightfully focused. And each book was so nice. fresh. Yeah. They're like almost standalones in that each book yeah. has a character and like a group of it has like one or two characters that the that are definitely the main characters and then it certainly has some surrounding tertiary characters that kind of float around those ones but they're definitely like led by one or two like the first book there's like one character that is the driving character in that story and then by like the second book you get two or three characters that are kind of the drivers and then the same with book three you have two or three but they're very kind of small in scope as to who you're experiencing the story with but it's so clever because the story is like like the first book is pretty done like that person's story yeah, yeah it's, it's very contained. contained thank you that's the word the right word uh but once you get on to half the world because it goes half a uh, king then half the world then half the no no no. i have that wrong half what's the war. first one no you're right that's, that's what it is yeah 
No, half a king is the first one, and then half of the world, and then half the That's right. half a war. So the characters that you grow to love in each book, who are the main characters, the kind of the driving force of the story, they're in the next books, but they're like a few years older, and they're like definitely a main player in the next books, but they're not the main player. And so it's like you get this really fresh, like whole new perspective where like the characters that you loved aren't gone by any means. They're still super there, but they're not what the story is about like there's no like fatigue with any of the like oh this person again it's like nah and they kind of like even get a little more mysterious because they've changed and grown a little bit and you're like no longer seeing the world from their perspective so you're like guessing dude, dude damn it i loved that we just should we should we podcast these uh, we probably should i mean okay they were just if you already did it and you read them that fast they must be the oh damn it we're we're doing so much right now. It's ridiculous. Maybe it's next year or something. You should. To, uh, when you're done with these. What? I want to read them like right now. I want like because if you read these that fast, they like, were just like geez, simple man, like, and like it was. I think um uh, there was a few factors that combined to make me just crush them. One, I was just like in like a height of like my reading phase. You know, I was no shows that were pulling me away or anything like that. I had the time for it, and then it was just like I was desperate for some Abercrombie. You had been hyping me for the last like month on Abercrombie Dan, it's one of my favorite authors. And then we've been reading huge stories that are like very large in scope. And like these aren't small in scope, but like I said, they're very focused in their characters and who you experience the story through. And they were just they were simpler, I guess, maybe. And they had that classic Abercrombie like uh, okay, they were they were less we'll dark. See. We'll see if yeah, dude, I kind of want to, but like <laughs> Not promising. We would, have, we would have some good conversations. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, we would have some good conversations about it. I'm with you, man. Because they're like, it was it was unique Abercrombie, though, because it is Abercrombie E in that, man, there's some stuff that happens that you're like, please, please have this person win, have this person win. And like, of course, like they do. And sometimes they don't. Like it's, he gets you. There was times I was literally, because uh, I switched back and forth between the audiobook and then reading it. And there was a few times that I was listening to the audiobook that I was supposed to be like doing some graphic design or something on my computer. And I was literally just pacing in circles in my office, being like, no, 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 like block. Like, oh man, he had me emotionally. Like, I might as well have been in like on the ropes, ropes, man. I might have been like up on the grandstand, like cheering a few times. I was just like, and I know what he's capable of as an author and like utterly destroying his characters and just like making awful things happen. And so I was just like so afraid for the people that he uh, made me love and then there were some surprises woven in there man if you're looking for like a simple story that's not huge in scope but still gets super real and deals with some like very big growth arcs and some like you know maybe people not overcoming their growth arc it's i very much recommend it i had a lot of fun with it cool yeah love it i don't think i'd say start joe abercrombie there though no read the blade itself yeah 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 just do it or i mean maybe maybe read yourself some logan uh yeah yeah because people keep asking me if they should read age of badness beforehand and i know that that's what you did but i would recommend like get to know logan nine fingers get to know sandan glockta like get up get up in what's you know the dog i think i like those three better too as a, as a complete series, I think there might have been individual books that I maybe enjoyed a little bit more. Like, I really like the first one. It's tough. Like, it's it's really tough, tough to say because um, I think that I liked, because uh, I'm almost done with this trilogy, with the second trilogy, Age of Madness. And I think I like the, like the story as a whole more in Age of Madness, like what it's revolving around, like the central mm-hmm. conflict in this trilogy. I feel like I could d- talk about that and like expound on it and describe it and understand 
<laughs> what is actually it is less despair more like <laughs> the the first trilogy is it's a little all over the place like it's like a big prequel trilogy yeah. to this trilogy <laughs> you know what i mean uh but it's still very very good but yeah um we'll see we'll see maybe uh maybe we'll, maybe you'll see some uh some shattered tea Dude. okay so one thing i'll, then I'll move there, on man. from this but like one thing about okay. joe abercrombie and i just kind of like this struck me so hard in these books i mean do you know when he authored these in relation to his other works i imagine it was probably like after the first okay. trilogy before age of madness and like while he was doing the standalone stuff i imagine okay uh he's he's definitely a versed author that's for sure and i think he had a lot of fun writing these and say one thing about you the man he should be a marketer like he knows branding so well and what i mean by that is like kind of like how like you always say the same thing you know i always end the podcast with bye everybody it like becomes your thing yeah, you like, know have to and be like realistic you know? yeah like he has so many quotes better to do a thing than live in fear of it you know you have these things these turns of phrase he's especially when it comes to turns of phrase that a character kind of becomes very associated with and he does that masterful in these in these books like he just every character has their their brand and then you start to like recognize them by that brand so he doesn't even need to tell you about the character or say he just say that that one little sentence you're just like oh i know exactly where we're at right now and it's cool you it's very powerful right man. now <laughs> it's not like i don't I, yeah, like i'm, I'm like uh, we'll talk we'll, we'll talk read them we'll next read them next. okay 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 <laughs> hell yeah after and i read i think i did finish the first one last week so i read both of those books this week and then neverwhere i'm almost done with that oh, cool. really yeah. enjoying it but abercrombie did kind of sweep me away totally. i like sat down once to finish it because i'm like 50 pages away and i was like i'm gonna finish this and then i had half of i think it was a uh, half uh, the world at that point calling me and i was like ah sorry neil <laughs> <laughs> and i went over to joe and then red rising started that as well uh, so I followed your advice because before I only read them and yeah. you were like, you got to listen to the audiobooks because yeah. they're amazing. And Tim Gerard, wow. Yeah. He's perfect. Mr. Reynolds. He's perfect. He's, 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 perfect. there's, it's like, he's perfect. It's like Stephen Pacey for Abercrombie or Stephen Fry, in my opinion, but Jim Dale for a lot of other people for Harry Potter. It's like you can't really like separate them once you've heard. Yeah. Or, um, um, Michael Page for uh, Liza Lacamora like yeah Tim Gerard Reynolds also does the Ryria revelations and chronicles books as well uh, oh wow he okay does a great job with those he does Hadrian that motivates Royce. me to read those yeah, yeah. oh yeah you haven't read those very ones, very but you no, I've heard so many every time that's the response I yeah. get you haven't, yeah, read, you haven't read those like... but I also haven't read his other series the age of myth um, age, yeah yeah the, yeah whatever the series is called the age of madness age of whatever's yeah uh, there's a bunch of ages Oh, I, I very much appreciate like, and maybe I shouldn't judge audiobooks, but one readers this way. But one of the reasons that I really like Tim Dry amongst many, and maybe this isn't high on the list, but it's unique, is that he has very good diction. Diction good enough that I can turn it up to two point eight speed and still be really, fine, which oh. is hard. Yeah, normally I'm like two point five is kind of maxed out. You know, it's like some readers they just I can't they don't have the diction. And it's like you know, they have good diction. It's just not like spectacular. And you really need some spectacular enunciation once you're at the yeah. 2.8 level for me to be like cool with it, you know, and I could I'll cruise along I'm, just fine. I'm listening fact, to I didn't even notice. like 1.2 speed because I love his voice. <laughs> I should probably, I could speed it up probably. Yeah, I'll try it out. I, uh, I was listening to one of my auditions the other day and I was like, man, Chad, you're ripping, man. You're like, <laughs> you need to chill Slow out down. Yeah, because I'm sure. so used to, reading but listening to the books so fast and i'm just kind of a natural fast talker um an excitable fella but when i listen when i put it on one time speed i'm like oh, what yeah like it no, sounds like they're it's just like slow. talking 
so slug. It's like I'm instantly mad. Uh, and then I didn't really intend to read this book, but it kind of took me away. So I like have this Calibre, which is this this open source software that manages all my Kindle books now. And it was like a library, like a free download that I got from this like open um, this website. And I had got a couple, got my hands on a couple um, Cindy Freeberg books. I don't know who that is. She's a romance novel. Cool. I don't know really much about her, but I think she's pretty prolific. And this was like a very much like a sci-fi romance. And it was it was nice. awesome. I was I read like way more of it than I it's called Star Crossed, the one that I read. Well, I didn't read the whole thing, but I read like, I don't know. 150 pages Cindy, or something. How do you spell it? Cindy. It's S Y N D I F R I B E R G. <laughs> there we go. I was way now. wrong. I got to see the cover. No, no, you're good. I didn't even mean to like, I just was like, what are, where are all these books in my library? Like, where did I get? And then I just like double clicked on it. I'm and like, trying oh, to find this. Away I, I went. Anymore. Can you spell it one more time for me? Cindy, uh, C Y N D I. C Y F C Y C Y N D I. Then F R I B E R G. And it's called Star oh my God, I butchered that so hard. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, that's a yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, Cindy Free. I think it might be Freiburg. Is she coming up now? Um, whoa, that is a lot of books. Yeah, seventy nine books. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like the oh ghost. Uh, so, what series were you reading? or whatever. I was reading Star Crossed, and I know it's a part of a series. I don't know which one. See now, it's I'm, one of her sci fi ones. Through, give me a second. I gotta find it. I want to. I want to check this out. You're out here reading, and like some of her covers are hilarious, man. They're like, like computer generated from like the early nineties. It. it looks Love like it. a bad video game cover, but it's like romance, so it's kind of like saucy, and it's just like some of them are awful. Yeah, how does it? How's like the romance element? Really good. Like, earned, like, like real good. Like, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, I like, read romance, and I'm like, like you guys don't good. really come on. Give me a little more sauce in here. Like you guys, you have like one conversation. You know. I also think I kind of picked it up in maybe in the middle of the series, perhaps yeah, too, because for... it was like star crossed. Let's see which. Uh, I'm let me see if I can it. figure it out real what? fast. Tell me what the the. <laughs> I'm so invested in this. I have to know what's going on. It's a sci-fi what series. There's some. Um, um, it's from the Forsaken Battleborn series, I believe. Battleborn is a spinoff of my Shadow Assassin oh, okay, series. Okay, 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 cool. Uh, so there's 14 books. <laughs> just so you know, uh, the first book is called Crusader. Okay. I'm not seeing anything called Starcrossed anywhere in here. I'm seeing huh. Crusader, sure Forsaken, right. Zealot, Defender, yeah, Starcrossed, Harbinger, Undaunted, <laughs> Warbride. Some of these covers are, are are not great, but some of them are really good. It's some weird of them are how really good. It's weird I how know, some of them are real people. Yeah, but probably like some of them are real up, people. Um, obviously, but yeah, right. I mean, some of these guys look. Awesome. I want to know who is the who has that job, right? Who's like the guy who's like so beautiful and just like ripped that he's like the guy who poses for romance cover. Not like he's like wrap him up in like barbed wire and give him like a battle axe <laughs> totally. and like a like a a visor, you know, like a high tech visor. <laughs> Some of those covers are ridiculous, but they're like pretty cool too. And man, there was um some of the best spice I've ever read in. Oh in hell book, yeah, honestly, there was a. Uh, and then I was like, I was just like just kind of looking for it after so I just jumped into another book of hers. I couldn't tell you which one, um, but it was about like an angel. There was angels in it, and there was two of the lovers. One of them was blind, and it was from his perspective, and so she was totally divorced herself from having the the visual spectrum of explaining things so she had to use all the other senses and it was like clever and like oh. really well done 
And I was like, wow, this is a good, like reading it from that. It was, it was great. It was great. It was very tactile. Tactile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and, can't, I can't uh, find was, what you were reading, but there's like 80 of these things. So I'm, I'm trying so to also many. focus on what you're talking about too. So I'm pretty, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that she's the author that you find in like, you're walking through like Fred Myers or like Kroger's or something. And you like walk by the romance section that there's like, I don't know. This doesn't, this doesn't quite look like Harlequin type stuff. Cause that's, I feel like the Harlequin stuff is what you're seeing in a Kroger. What's Harlequin. I don't know what that um, uh, word means. Oh, it, it's like a, it's from. like a, a publisher oh 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 got it yeah i do know that publisher okay i thought it was like a genre yeah they're the one like harlequin you know i mean obviously there's just like there's got to be like thousands of them they're from, i mean they started in like the 1960s uh, but harlequin is typically where you'll see like you know like it's like it'll say something like her forbidden cowboy and it's like it's just it like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. is just a, there's no like explosions going on in the background there's no spaceships there's no like dragons or anything it's just like it's literally just like a dude in a flannel like leaning against a okay. fence you know what i mean and then the, the oh no the, cindy gets wild yeah, like and she gets way crazy I mean, not trying to knock the the harlequin stuff i mean like that's go off you know what i mean like i like the the cowboy thing is really cool but wow i was like scrolling down like there's literally a cowboy leaning against a fence like as i'm looking up some of these uh but this is like western temptation like <laughs> yeah i mean like the 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 plot line is typically uh at least when i've read the back you know it's it's a lot of like it seems to be at least i haven't really read any harlequin stuff but it seems to be like a woman will kind of like show up in like a new spot like her job or you know she's visiting family or something like that okay right then, right on a business trip yeah, then, then there's like this guy who's just like uh, sitting alone at the yeah, bar like, <laughs> i've been here for 32 years and never seen somebody as beautiful as you but uh, i mean man i have like such fond memories of like um my grandma like when i would stay at her house when i was a kid she would always get up really early and like just kind of like sit and have her coffee and read like the, she would just burn through these books like harlequin romance like every day she was reading a different one. Oh wow now this one's very much started off with like a interdimensional like wizard basically who like needed to feed off of he like recharged himself from like your like psychic energy and uh he was like betrayed and there was this awesome like war battle because he had to go forward in time it was a wild oh, that's awesome. wild story yeah and then he like went to like modern day vegas but he didn't like download the proper thing so we couldn't like it was it was nice. yeah you it might want nice. to check out some like ruby dixon I really pretty cool it. uh ruby dixon did uh there's so she has like two she has like the 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 ice planet barbarian series which is more sci-fi heard of those uh yeah I've, the, the, I've only read the first one it's solid um very cool like sci-fi story and then the uh there's also fire in his blood which is like a dragon type like uh like post-apocalyptic kind of reminded me of that that matthew mcconaughey christian bale movie rain of fire rain of fire yeah, totally yeah the biker dragon kind movie. of yeah it's got that vibe <laughs> yeah. to it so there's like those two magic hour and then i read another one by uh katie robert is another hmm. awesome uh romance writer uh, her like deal with the demon series is yeah like i really like like the spectacle around some of the spice that's been really popular lately i've been really into that yeah. it's pretty cool i kind of feel they they operate with this freedom that like they kind of understand that like people aren't necessarily read like i mean i was sucked in by the story but they're not maybe 
driven like it's it's an emotionally like driven like relationship book and so some of these stories just get whack and it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's just... like it's really cool like because they just like say yes to every idea you know they're like let's do it interdimensional lover psychic wizard guy who's traveling through time and like it was great <laughs> that's awesome that sounds really fun <laughs> like i said i read way more than i intended hey, to what happens you know legit ass genre you know it was fun it was fun so if you're needing something fun to read and it's like I wouldn't say it's like effort, like amazing writing, but it's like it's effortless writing. It's like you just drift through. Is it, it. Per, is really it nice. first person present tense? It wasn't first person. It was third person. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. I found that um, a decent amount of the limited. I haven't read a ton of romance, but um, a lot of the romance I've read is first person present tense. Yeah, this is third person present tense. Yeah. Present tense. Yeah. That seems okay. to be popular with romance and like some YA too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with like fantasy, at least with like high fantasy secondary worlds and stuff seems to be lots of third person third past yeah third person past tense i think it's because it's like it's like let me tell you a tale you know right sit ye down amongst around all of this happened once long ago kind of thing and then like i think present tense especially with romance i mean like well you know because like romance like you want to be as much in the moment as as you possibly can so it's like I think maybe that helps a little bit. So it's like, instead of his hand grazed my thigh, it's like, oh, that's kind of boring. His hand grazes my thigh. Ooh, right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, there's Ooh, like that. that's a good point. Yeah. You're exactly right. I wonder about that. I kind of yeah, want it's, it's, it's easier to be in the story if it's, I, maybe, it's more personal. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. What a good notice, Evan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I like that. I try. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you succeed, my friend. You succeed. Uh, I think that's it for me on the reading front. Cool. And I, it was a good week. I, I was all over the place as far as genres. Yeah, we both read a bunch of stuff. Damn. Yeah. We did, yeah. Yeah, I love those weeks where I feel like I've kind of like like branched out. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like I read some some cozy like queer rep books, and then I and then I move over here and read like this grim dark stuff, and then I like finish up this sci fi dystopia thing, and then you know like right. let's let's get our fingers in all kinds of different pies here. You know, like that's those are those are really solid weeks. Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I get in like these funks where I'm, it's like I haven't picked anything up for a few days, and then it's like I just finished yeah. like one sci-fi book and that's it kind of and right keeping it fresh is very important you know even if the ending result is you're a little overwhelmed because you're reading too many things it's like that's that's it's better to freshness than it is to than it is to i would rather have that than be like i'm a little overwhelmed whatever keep it yeah it's an interesting thing because when i started malice there was like a little part of me that was like all right, here we go again. You know what I mean? Like here we <laughs> starting at the ground floor with this gigantic fantasy series, four door stoppers ahead of me, like all these new right, terms the way and was everything. Lifted but then when we finished the expansion, totally, but we put it right back on our chest. And then when I went and read, yes, we um, did. when I read the housemaid, it was like, I know what a cell phone is. I know what a refrigerator <laughs> is. Boom, 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 boom. I know what all of these things are, <laughs> you know, and there's a, there's a few different things that I've been really looking forward to getting to soon that are kind of like, I guess you could say like pop fiction or whatever you want to call it. Or like, uh, I want to read some Emily Henry pretty soon. Uh, book lovers specifically I've heard is very, very good. I've also heard beach read is very good. Uh, so I want to read those uh, here in a little bit. I, I've been, I think I'm, I think I might be entering into a sort of thriller era because like Ooh, okay it's like i had already kind of really liked the silent patient by alex michaelides i think is how you pronounce his last name um, and i was like ooh, thriller and then i just read the housemaid and i was just like damn like a good thriller is just like it hits the spot so no i don't know i might read some karen slaughter some gillian flynn i don't know i, I might feel... be might be moving over <laughs> into the, the thriller area. am i just getting old no you're getting you're you're broadening your horizon stop 
stop vaping and use a use a smoke on a pipe you know dude that would be classy that'd be great i feel like man it would be so hard for me to i'd struggle a lot with a book if i spent that much time on it and i feel like the housemate is such a boring title like i don't mean to cast aspersions i'm sure it's a great book but it's so boring yeah i know does it okay Uh, i don't know and like like, um like the fireman like okay that is uh that (laughs) is a joe hill book uh oh is it really (laughs) but i mean the fisherman the fisherman loved it Um, loved it yeah titles never really sway me too much um i feel like covers for sure uh covers covers are a big one um if it's at the very top of the kindle unlimited download list I'm kind of interested. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's like another yeah. one called Haunting Adeline that I, it's been up there for a while, and mm. like I kind of want to check. Adeline it out. is a, like a haunted name too. Yeah, man. your name I is Adeline. You have ghosts I've around. Heard it's pretty you. solid because I mean, <laughs> okay. So here's here's my thought process behind it. It's like, yeah, maybe it's stupid, but who's saying it's stupid? But, well, I mean, once something gets really popular, all kinds of people say it's something oh, stupid. But what sure. I'm saying, okay, what I'm okay. saying though, is just like, yes. It is at the very top. It could be dumb, but also it's at the very top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude. Like it's it's like, hmm, I don't know. It's the top though. of the dumb. Yeah, like I know that. And like, everyone hated on One Direction. Go listen to One Direction. They're great. Uh, yeah, it depends. Those 14 year girls knew what they were talking about. It just depends <laughs> on what you're trying to do. Like obviously, if you're in the mood for high fantasy doorstopper books, you maybe don't, don't pick up Beach Read and look for that in that book you know what i mean but i don't know sometimes i just really like just sitting and crushing a story and that's it and that's what i did this this morning very late in the morning or early in the morning <laughs> with um with that book and yeah i i, I just forgot like because you can you can really read a 350 yeah. page book in like four and a half five hours yeah Crazy. yeah and never get in your own way as a reader. You know, like this Cindy Freeberg book that I, the Cindy Freeberg book that I picked up, picked up. I literally like opened it one because I was kind of curious and I was like, how, what is this? And then I was also like, I was trying to configure the e-reader that I have in Calibre, this software that I have and like make sure the settings were all how I wanted and the background was the right color and like the font and stuff. And then I just like started reading it because I was configuring it and be like, do I like this? Like the, the format of how I had the software set, I'm not the story. And then away we went. And, you know, I feel like chat of a few years ago before the podcast would have been like, no man, I would have stopped myself at some point. But like, this isn't your genre. You're not going to no. like this. Would have just like talked yeah. myself out of it. And you know, I loved yeah. it. It was so much fun and it very well could be considered probably pretty stupid by some people, but screw them. Yeah. I mean, everything's stupid to some people yeah like, some people that don't like interpol don't know why like what you have your reasons i guess but like the international police no, the band. <laughs> oh i was like what are we talking about right some now bro this got weird. down with the international police <laughs> yeah why no, did they the cross band. borders like if i'm a <laughs> oh i was way off target <laughs> I mean, like i would love to be like the, the the high fantasy podcast or the high fantasy tiktoker but it's like I guess it would make it easier for me to find niche, like just uh, capitalize on that niche or whatever. But it's just not the kind of reader I am aspiring to be. Like, there's just so much out there, man. Like, it's just yeah. so wild. Like, especially like when I was digging around for cozy like, fantasy books on Kindle Unlimited, it's just like series after series after series that like I've never heard of. So much. I cannot emphasize enough. And it's okay. We'll all have our like subgenres, right? Like I'll always be like a war sailing fantasy fantasy guy. But like, man, I'm gonna read some interdimensional love stories, and I'm gonna love. Well, them. yeah. I mean, like, there's stuff you'll never get sick of. 
Mm-hmm. See, because it's like there's some genres where I feel like I would get fatigued faster than others. Definitely. With like high fantasy, if it's if it's well written, like I'm not gonna get fatigued on mm-hmm. that stuff. That's like my bread and butter. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I will absolutely I will read about swords and horses and <laughs> like magic and dragons like, and magic schools. and dragons and schools forever. But like maybe I would get burnt out on like domestic psychological thrillers like yes maybe i haven't tried burning myself out on it before like i will say as soon as i was finished with the housemate even though i loved it the my kindle was like all right buckle up here's the second one you know and i was just like eh. <laughs> like i don't really want to do that again like that was pretty brutal you know it kind of reminded me of that movie um parasite you know it, oh okay it, it, yeah, loosely, yeah. Lo- very loosely um but i don't know there's some definite some threads that are fairly similar oh yeah um yeah it's like i'm, I'm not gonna like throw a parasite on again after i finish it <laughs> you know i mean i'll like, no. give it a little breathing room uh so that's kind of like how i felt about this but then also i mean like there are readers who are just like yeah feed me another one i'm gonna read every colleen hoover book in the next week and a half you know uh and yeah go off more power to you yeah man never get in your own way as a reader but i got two more things and then we'll wrap this up with the uh fun fact here so uh they're mainly just thank yous i, I want to throw out a shout out to Cody Shinny. You gave us an awesome five-star review and it was just really, really great. I'll send it to you, Evan. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it, but it was just really sweet and awesome and made my day. And there was another one by Bulldog SBC called Good Dudes. And it was also very awesome. It was really, 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 really nice. So thank you so much, guys. As we've said before, it helps a ton. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. It was really great. Yeah, the reviews are huge. Thank you so much, seriously, for leaving those. I know it it might take a little bit sometimes, but, you know, it's like a few minutes out of your day. And it's just it's a huge, gigantic help for us. Yep. And cannot forget uh, the one that came in. I think it was just like two days ago, which was LF Boy. Best book podcast out there was the title. So we're trying. Thank you very much, LF Boy. We uh, really appreciate it. And then also, I want to throw out some uh, thank yous to some countries as my final thing uh, Egypt, Greece, Indonesia. Making whole countries. I love it. And Philippines. Yeah. Okay. So in Egypt, we are the 13th highest ranked. Pod, uh, podcast in the book category which is out of 44,000 so like that's a lot wow. um so 13 is real real up there greece we're the 18th uh indonesia we're the 19th and philippines we see you coming in at 57 so that is really awesome super appreciate that uh we don't even speak your native language and that's so cool yeah. you guys are here for we us really so appreciate wow that. wow yeah that's just special. Like we like there's people in other countries that like I don't know. That's really cool. Made my made my whole day reading that. So thank you so much. Shukan Leka. Shukan Leka? I think that's thank you in, in Arabic. Okay. For our Greek listeners, Eferisto, uh Indonesian. Um they speak um they it's like a Bahasa Indonesian. Uh, let's see. They say I think it'd be Terima Kisa. That'd be the formal polite way to say thank you Ter- in Indonesian. Terima Kasi. Yeah, uh, yeah. Terima Kasi in uh Indonesian. And then uh, the last one was the Philippines. Salamat. Oh, that was the easiest. Yeah, that was the easiest one. Salamat. Whenever sometimes I do lives and um now and then somebody from Brazil, like Brazil is a very populated country, and so now and then I get people in my lives that are from Brazil and uh, they're in like relatively the same time zone and stuff. So I learned how to say thank you in Portuguese, which is obrigado. Um, but the way that I learned that was from watching uh, Rush <laughs> uh, live videos of them playing in Rio de Janeiro. And uh, so Getty Lee, after like every few songs, is just like, obrigado, mucho obrigado. And so like I, I, I picked <laughs> that up. So. <laughs> That's how I know how to say thank you in Portuguese. Uh, and also in the Philippines, I don't know why, but this YouTube video is telling me to add a Maraming 
to the beginning of Salamat. Maraming Salamat. So whatever that means, thank you so much, Philippines. Yeah, I remember, um, and for all our German listeners, I had learned, you know, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Is like, Danke schön. When you were on tour. Well, uh, I learned that when I was learning German, but I was learning like very, um, like proper German. Um, and then when I was over there, like hanging out, um, people kept saying, bitte. It's like a, it's like a return. I had never really thought of what to say. You know, because in the United States, we say you're welcome or like, no oh, problem right, right. or whatever. Um, but I thought bitte meant please. And so like, I would say like, Shen and Dank or like Danke Shen uh, when I was leaving or, you know, getting gas or whatever. And then they'd say bitte. And I was just like, wait, why are you saying please? Like after I said, thank you. Like that'd be like, it, but, but that's just, it's like, it's, it's like how, <laughs> like aloha means good, but hello and goodbye, you know, like bitte right. means like, please. And like, yeah, sure. You know, or like, well, I don't even know what the actual conversational translation of it would be, but you know, in like typically in, um, in German, you know, to say goodbye, like the way that we were taught in high school was Alvidazan, which means like uh, when I, when I'll see you again or something like that. Right. I don't know. That could be a wrong translation. It's been a while, everybody. I'm sorry, but when I was over there, people would say choose, and that's how they say goodbye. Like it's that's adorable. I know. There's always a little choose. high pitch in there too. Like like I would be at a, I'd be in like a gas station. It'd be like this big dude behind me like some big guy on a motorcycle would like trudge over and like throw down some euros and you know they have like this exchange and then he's got like the super deep voice so then he's like walk out the door and he's just like cheers <laughs> like pretty high fish i love it so much uh, yeah. but yeah i don't know language is really cool and uh sorry sorry language if i butchered cool. saying thank you and uh, again sorry if i butchered some of the the german stuff uh, it's been a little while since I've spoken it, but, uh, I, I love, <laughs> we're just dorking out so hard over here. Let's do the fictional fun fact. Let's do it. John Grisham came briefly out of retirement as a lawyer to fight for the family of a railroad worker who was killed on the job. He successfully argued his client's case, earning them an award of $683,500, the biggest verdict of his career. Whoa which I didn't really even know that he did a lot of actual lawyering. Yeah, I wasn't really aware of that either. I mean, I knew that I th I knew that he had I think he spent some time in the Mississippi legislature too. But like I didn't know the extent to which he was doing that because I know that he obviously was able to quit and become a full-time writer because he was just massively massively popular and still is, obviously. Um but wow, that's really awesome. Good guy. Good guy, John Grisham. Yeah. Like he, it's like he knew he could do it, so like he felt passionately about it and knew he had the chops for it and he did it. Wow. Yeah. Just like researching a story, like became passionate about something was like, I can do this and this person needs help. Like that's pretty commendable actually. And you were totally right when you said that he served in the house of representatives. So he practiced criminal law for about a decade and then served in the Mississippi house of representatives from 83 to 90. Now, can you imagine being the prosecutor on that case? And like John freaking Grisham walks in here, just like, Damn it. He's like literally going to throw the book at us. <laughs> oh my God. He, yeah. Like yeah. Like, I don't mean, I wonder if like the judge was a little starstruck. Maybe. I wonder, like, I wonder at what stage in his career. I mean, because even yeah. his first few books were really, really popular. I mean, he became a household name like pretty quickly. He's the Tom Clancy of law books. There was a really interesting conversation between John Grisham and Stephen King. It's kind of like mm. the George R. R. Martin, Stephen King conversation where it's kind of like in an auditorium. I think it's like two hours long of John Grisham and Stephen King talking. I had never really, like I've read a couple of John Grisham books. I had read, I read um, Same. The Testament and I read The Chamber when I was in high school. And I think I read the client. Yeah, I've heard uh, the client is very good, and uh, the Pelican Brief is really solid. 
I had never really read that much John Grisham. Didn't really know too much what to think about him. But when he was talking to Stephen King, like he's such a humble guy and like he's so encouraging to new writers and stuff. Like as Stephen King is to a certain extent, but I feel like he has this kind of like try it if you want, but you might be terrible at it. And if you are, there's not a lot you can really do. He's got kind of this kind of paraphrasing his attitude about it obviously like i'm sure he's got a lot more to say on the subject but and I'm, so, I'm sure john grisham does too but uh, in that specific conversation john grisham had said something to the effect of like i had gotten really depressed before i had gotten published and i was super bummed out and i and i went into this bookstore and i saw these books on the shelves and i was just like i don't know if the there's any room for me in here. Wow, what a right? thought. And it's like, there absolutely was. There, <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> they made room for you, <laughs> wow. John Grisham. And it's just so interesting and uh, inspiring to hear that somebody that's that successful in this, in this specific uh, career, and you can probably carry that over to all kinds of different things. It's like, when you're doing it and you haven't broken through, you keep thinking, like, why would there be any space for me here? Like, all of this is already... It's a thing already. A little posture syndrome. Yeah, and, and like bookstores are full of books, you know? Like why should yours be in there? But on the flip side of that, they're full of books, man. Like where else would your book yeah. be, you know? Right, and like everybody's got a story to tell and they, they constantly are rotating books out, you know? Like yes, the classics will always be in there, but like they got the shit, they got space for you. Yeah, and now on the internet, you don't even need physical space. I read my first John Grisham book because uh, my mom couldn't make it to the library one week or something because I was a big library reader when I was a kid. And I was just out. I read every like Calvin and Hobbes books I had. I had already read Lord of the Rings that month. And like, I just was like, I read through all of her Anne of Green Gables books <laughs> and I was just out of everything there. And so I like went to my dad's bookshelf and I was like, I'd read most of his Clancy books. And I was like, all right, Grisham, I've been avoiding you. And then <laughs> I pulled one out and I read it. Yeah. And then like two days later, I like finished it. It was like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I didn't really understand half of it because. I was like, oh, absolutely. 14. Yeah, yeah, I read the Testament when I was like 15 in the chamber when I was like 16. (laughs) And I doubt I held on to most of that. But maybe maybe I did. But um, cool testament to to my mom, my late mother. I wish she was still alive so that we could talk about Stephen King together because she Uh had a massive Stephen King collection. I mean, it's not as big as mine. Like, I mean, (laughs) mine dwarfs my mom's uh, Stephen King collection because I'm weird and have like almost all of them but i mean in in her defense you're like a book content creator so like yeah totally yeah but she had like 15 of them like she had a bunch of stephen king books that's a lot because of kind of like family drama that i won't get into on the podcast i was not able to get (gasps) anything that she left it it was it was very frustrating um yeah but (laughs) you know that kind of stuff goes down sometimes it's weird yes it does it is weird it is weird man i've got Again, not podcast thing, but like, man, I have some similar sort of situations that I was like, really? That, that, yeah, that. yeah. I was like 20 years old and I just didn't, I was so caught up in like everything that had been going on. I didn't, I wasn't yeah. like, I wasn't like, okay, so like, what do I get now? You know what I mean? I wasn't right. really in that headspace or anything. That, in fact, you probably beat yourself up to like, right. I wasn't that gonna... kind of, yeah, you're like, I'm not, yeah, but, I know uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like a, it's a cool thing. Like I have like a vivid memory of like kind of perusing my mom's bookshelves and she had like, Lots of Stephen King, lots of um, Gene M. Owl. I can't remember how to pronounce that person's name, but the person that wrote like the Clan of the Cave Bear um, stories, uh, she really liked those quite a bit. Yeah, like it it sucks because I would really love to be like, what was your favorite Stephen King book? And she'd probably be like, oh, it's Desperation. And I'd be like, that book sucks, mom. Like, you got to read like this. <laughs> that was terrible, mom. And she'd be like, but you didn't see it from the right perspective. Right, like, she'd give you some motherly wisdom. Totally. And you'd be like, what? Yeah. Yeah, but... 
it's cool she's 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 in a, in a better place reading reading yep. her cave bear books yep. smoking on marvel <laughs> medium hundreds is that what she smoked yeah it's like the trashiest <laughs> cigarette <laughs> dude those things are expensive man sometimes you gotta be like just trash out you know i'm, I'm, I'm full support of your mom's choice of cigarette <laughs> marv medium 100s yeah dude. All right well, i don't smoke cigarettes anymore but when i did uh when i first started i remember thinking like why isn't everybody smoking the hundreds like i don't get it like they're around <laughs> the same price and like what the hell like and then i bought some and i was just like something about this is weird i don't know what it is like it's just it's too much and it's it tastes different and it's just like and then they got the wides too you know the wides always threw me off those were the real real like <laughs> out of left field for me because it's just like every drag you're like oh like it's like breathing in a cigar you know <laughs> anyway um, also also the um what are the what are the all natural ones that last forever oh, spirits that's what i was that's what i stop that's when i stopped smoking that was what i was smoking you on. couldn't get with the 100s but you did the spears that's way too many no, that's too roll, much of a cigarette for me you roll them out oh yeah oh okay you have you like press on the side and you just kind of roll them down and like loosen up because they're very tightly packed that's why they take so long you know what i mean hmm. but i would just like roll them out so that there was a little bit more loose but man yeah i uh <laughs> I'm glad I don't do that anymore. It's really expensive. Yeah. Well, fun fact, the 100s have barely any more actual tobacco than the um, regular size cigarettes. They just have a longer filter and they're not as hardly packed. They do have a little bit more, but not very much so at all. Weird. I know, isn't it? Interesting. Interesting thing that has nothing to do with books. So that's what we're going to totally cut it off here. <laughs> yeah, right. We got way off track. <laughs> we should have stopped at your mom and like those nice memories. Now we're right, talking about cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, for everybody that hung on this long, this was a really long episode. Let us know your thoughts on us doing these extra long Monday episodes, because I really like it. It's a little more laid back for us. We just really like Chad and I are so busy during the week. Yeah, we meet up to record stuff and then we're off working on other stuff separately. And we are, at the end of the day, best buddies who love talking about this stuff. Don't say it often enough, man, but I wouldn't uh, wouldn't do it with anyone else, man. You've, uh, it's awesome. I, I'm not sick of hearing Sometimes I'm sick of hearing your voice when I'm editing it, Same. but I'm sick of hearing my Same. own voice, yeah. but I'm never sick of talking to you. Exactly. Yeah. So I, uh, like I I'm, love the hell out of you. Yeah, man. Sometimes you do a pretty big, um, I laugh way I, too much. You do laugh a lot. Yeah. I yeah, should, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm glad you're yeah, laughing. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, I wouldn't rather do, I wouldn't do this with anybody else. That's true. But, uh, <laughs> fun, fun little thing here. Chad and I have been talking about getting, oh, yeah. getting, some new blood up in the podcast for just for a series, for a series or, two. or two yeah um maybe two people two different people yeah. not f like one person one new person for throwing a glass and one new person for malazan um <laughs> so yeah well, let's let's tease them with that let's tease yeah, them with that, that and with that we're off everybody thank you so much for listening to All this right. episode please go check out the patreon so chad and i can keep doing this uh keep, please go check out the discord and keep the conversation going and uh yeah go check out the youtube channel we've got a bunch of stuff up on the youtube thank three people this week for reviews i'm trying for four next week so come on team yep do the reviews thanks up for all the help everybody you know what to do down in the description and uh, until next time thank you so much for listening hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody Thank you.